episode of currently benching the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few extra seconds to rate and comment all greatly appreciate it so yeah we are discussing season two of only murders in the building or only murders for short (laughs) um Before we get into that, though, really quickly, so we are getting to the end of a lot of my weekly streams, so we should, there should be like an uptick of episodes coming in that we may have to drop some as like bonus episodes. So just so you all know what is on my radar as far as um, weekly shows, Surface should be ending soon industry just started so that is not ending soon and then also she hawk just started so that's not ending soon but as far as things that i have binged i just binged echoes on netflix um i'm going to discuss that i am contemplating if i drop that as a bonus episode because it was it's an it's an interesting show so um there's that but we are finally here to discuss only murders which Finally wrapped after 10 weeks, so 10 episodes. Um, Really quickly, this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. There are going to be spoilers. And yeah. So, Only Murders, which stars um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And I did discuss season one, so if you want to go back you can go and listen to it I will also link it in the show notes um but I did discuss season one I actually really enjoyed it I thought it was funny I thought it was a quick watch um I love that it's like a parody on all things true crime because we went through a period of time I mean true crime podcast and all of that still exist um today but there was a period of time where it just seemed like that was all people listened to that was all people talked about and so I thought that the first season um, did a great job of kind of parodying, parodying that, but also like telling an interesting enough story that kind of kept you uh, locked in for the entire season. Then we go into season two and you're like, okay, what can you do with this one? We know by the end of last season, it seemed like Mabel had murdered Bunny or was being set up as um, the person who murdered Bunny. And so I believe the end shot of season one was all three of them being arrested or was it just Mabel? I believe it was all three of them um, being arrested and toted off by the police. But then when we get into this season, we see that really it's Mabel who's the prime suspect because she was caught, which we saw at the end of last season um, and was we saw many, many more times throughout this season that she was the one who... Um, Oliver and Charles found with Bunny and like a heap of, of blood and holding was she holding? No, she wasn't holding a knife Um, so yeah so essentially it's like who killed Bunny? Why? Who's trying to frame um, Mabel? And they did a, a good job I will say throughout the season of trying to misdirect us although there are telltale signs when it's like when one I think is the one that everyone knows it's like when there's an obvious suspect and then they're just like 
everyone's saying that that person's a suspect and it's usually not that person's a suspect or the person who did it but they did a, a great job of like misdirecting you where you start to be like hmm could it be that person but then something happens and you're kind of like oh maybe not or maybe it could be but you kind of forget about it like I had a few of those moments um throughout the season but all that to say we were introduced to a plethora of new faces which hmm I don't know we got Alice who was played by Carol Delvine I'm always like oh my gosh Car or Cara Cara Delvine oh my gosh I don't I completely I feel like I haven't had to say her name on one of these in a while so I most likely butchered that and I apologize um, we also had Amy Schumer playing herself Amy Schumer we got a surprise uh, cameo at the end from um, Paul Rudd, which when he showed up on the screen, I was like, is it, mind you, it was pretty late. I forgot that this was the finale this week. So by the time I watched it, it was like, <laughs> it was my bedtime. And so I was sitting there watching it and I was like, wait, is that Paul Rudd? Are my eyes playing tricks on me? I was like, no, that's Paul Rudd. <laughs> so uh, we saw him as well who else did we have who was new um Shirley MacLaine as well popped up this season I would say Jane Lynch but like we saw her last season too mm, Andrea Martin yeah she was this season she's new but yeah so we had quite a few cameos Amy Schumer <laughs> was weird it didn't really make sense it was just kind of like oh because we can let's just have Amy Schumer like it didn't really tie into anything whereas I feel like Sting like it was like a running thing throughout the season about Sting so like it made sense and then we also saw him whereas Amy Schumer we saw her at the beginning and then I completely forgot that she was in <laughs> the show until I was just looking out so like I don't know it was weird and then and then um I'm trying to think if there were any other ones that were weird. I don't think there were any ones that, other ones that were weird per se, but I do think that there were quite a few stories that were going on this season. And more so than the first season, whereas I feel like the first season was mostly, we're being introduced to these these new characters. And then also there's the who who done it that's happening, but then there's like this back story of like the people in the building mostly like Mabel and her history and tied to um the building because they like connected with what with the whodunit story whereas this one they try to do it with like building up Charles and um what's his name or not what's his name but like his whole backstory of like his father his father uh was cheating on his his mom having an affair with this artist lady and then because the, the painting bunny's painting comes into play and so you're all the whole time you're like it has to have been someone who was interesting interested in this painting because that's what it seemed like especially in the beginning but by the time and we're going to skip around a lot I, I honestly this is going to be like high level very very high level more so than I probably normally do um just because this is a shorter like is the episodes are like 30 minutes or less and it's mainly I just want to get to the main point of like who did it and like how 
and like the didn't make sense. So <laughs> saying all that, um, the whole motive it seems is around this uh, painting that they didn't even know existed. And it turns out that the per the man in the painting is Charles' father and they're looking for the original. So that's where um, Shirley McLean comes in and she, we find out that she was the one who had the affair with Charles' um, father. And so you're like, okay, like she just, I think if I'm remembering correctly, she just wanted the painting back or like, wanted to see the painting but like at the end of the day the motive was not the painting the motive was that freaking poppy wanted to be noticed by her boss cinda played by tina Fey, and so therefore she was trying to create these big stories um to one get noticed but also like mainly get noticed but also like keep cinda's like podcast like popular because we come to find out that Poppy is actually really, I wrote the girl's, her real name down. Mm, I think it's Becky. I feel like it's Becky. It's taking forever for me to try to find it in my notes, but I'm pretty sure her real name is Becky, which is what um, Cinda's podcast, Everything's Not Okay in Oklahoma which we find out Becky gave or Poppy gave her the uh, title of the podcast. Like she sought her out because she was her favorite um, person like she looked up to. So she sought her out. She gave her the title of the podcast. She gave her the story to look into. And then we also find out, which was like an another use of them misdirecting. Because when we go back to sparring partners, which we have Kreps, um and we find out more about him and that he was played by Michael Rappaport, which is also another, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him as a, a cameo, but he was another new face. Um, and we have him and we know he's a dirty cop and we get to like, we get a little more like background or not background, but like a little more like story on him. And we see like he met someone in the bar and I'm like, in my head when the episode started, I'm like, what if it's, I don't know why I'll be wanting to pin stuff on Cinda, <laughs> which should have been a clue that it was not her. But um, I was like, oh, what if it was Cinda? And they like misdirected to make it seem like that was the person who he saw at the bar because she mentions it in her podcast, but come to find out he looked past her to Poppy and Poppy was the one who was like manipulating everything. <sighs> Like, that's what I'm saying. I think the misdirects were um, cleverly done <laughs> in a way where where you're not like, oh my gosh, this is annoying. But um, yeah, so she manipulated him to help her to essentially claim that Becky is dead. <laughs> and that puts everything is not okay in Oklahoma becomes like one of the most popular podcasts um, shows and then she's like oh we need to how do I create another uh, story because like that is what Cinda is looking for and so which is like a it's one thing to create a story around yourself where you change your name and you fake like you're the one who's dead even though someone did end up going to jail 
Porter, which is like not great or not good. But to murder someone to create a story, like that's that's a big jump. So for some reason in her brain, in her head, because she also gave um, Cinda the story to look into like the painting from the artist who like went, this artist who went missing. And Cinda was like, oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. And then she literally forced her <laughs> to follow the story, which is like, I don't know. I think it's a big jump. It's unrealistic, but I think because this kind of gets covered from it being like comedic parody, uh, not to be taken too seriously, like they can get away with it, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was like, uh-uh. And then <laughs> the freaking finale episode. So when they have the reveal, um, the killer reveal party, that, okay, I will say that was the most that I laughed. <laughs> watching the show like especially when they first showed up um before they uh like go through the whole thing so they show up and they're like we need your help we need to put on like a play or essential essentially with all the neighbors in the building and then um Jackie Hoffman plays Uma like her outbursts about the cake and all that I don't know why I thought that was so funny and then when they finally get into the uh, actual like setup and it was like okay I'm following but then once Charles gets stabbed <laughs> in the back of my brain I was like something is not right I literally you all know I take notes um for it for our, like shows that I binge or shows that are on streaming um and I literally wrote, where is it at? So Charles is really dead, dot, dot, dot. Because it was just so weird <laughs> like how he died because it was like they confronted Alice. And mind you, Alice was like a suspect to me early on because um, there was a few things that they like try to misdirect us with. But um, and plus it made the most sense for her to me personally, for her to be to have the most motive because she works in the art scene and she would be the most familiar of all the characters we've seen throughout the season with like some a piece of art like this like the amount of money that she could potentially make selling this art from an artist who's been missing and has this like mysterious reputation so like to me Alice makes the most sense and has the most motive um so when they confront Alice and she's like freaks out and then she goes and grabs the knife and then stabs Charles and I was like I don't know why I was so focused on his shirt because I was like oh my gosh that blood <laughs> I was so fast because you know if you listen for a while you know we watch some murdery things like we watch a lot of shows where people end up getting killed but like I don't know it just looked weird and then because I'm watching on Hulu and I have ads on Hulu because like you all know I have all the streaming things and it gets expensive so for Hulu I don't mind having the ads everyone else now that's another discussion because it sounds like Disney Plus and Netflix are trying to have an ads level and that does not make sense to me but anyway <laughs> that's not what we're talking about so then we had the commercial and we came back and he was wrapped up in a sheet <laughs> Wait a minute. 
are we not going to talk about it? Is no one going to say anything? I was like, there's no way. It was just like, it just felt too, yeah, they were upset, but it just felt too calm in a way where there wasn't really like a lot of rushing where I think it was, it was like, I'm calling the police or calling the ambulance or whatever, but it just didn't seem like a big enough reaction to the fact that Charles, one of our main characters, died. It just didn't feel like his death lived up to <laughs> who he was. So I was a sinner and I was like, okay, there's no way he's dead. Like in my brain, I'm in my mind, I'm sitting there like, okay, how could he come back? Could he still be alive? And they think he's dead. And then he like starts breathing his sister or whatever. Like I literally was waiting for it. But then they like turned on um, Poppy. And as they were like, I can't remember what they were saying, but it was before it was while they were still on the like, oh, it's Alice thing. And then something in my head was like, wait, I feel like this is still part of the show. And everyone is in on like, er like everyone as in also Alice is in on it and she's not the one that they're trying to catch. So then I was like, oh wait, are they really actually trying to get Cinda? <laughs> then I was like, no, it has to be um, Poppy. And you guys are gonna be like, there's no way you got to that before they rebuild it. But I was like, no, it makes sense because when you go back to earlier in the episode, when they're at the diner and Poppy is there and she gets up to get her food and uh, I was supposed to call Selena, I mean, that's her name, but <laughs> Mabel gets the call about the DNA on the, um, the knife and she's like, really, like it was really a shocked expression that to me, it seemed like it was not whoever it was that they had been discussing it could be so it's like it can be Cinda because like she seemed too surprised for it to be her the only realistic options are Poppy and like this is this is literally how I I approach and think things because one again I watch so many of these like crime like mystery like solve the crime type stuff I also read a lot of like books that involve trying to figure out who did it so like my brain is always and again, if you've listened for a while, you know, I usually don't trust a lot of people who show up on shows until like they've, they've proven that they can be trusted. So I'm always watching these things with some level of mistrust and doubt and always trying to figure something out, which is why when I watch shows that I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting to have to solve anything. Like I don't talk about them on here because they're usually like cartoons or something <laughs> or like family shows or something. Um, but I was like, okay, so that means realistically it can only be between the two. And in my, in all of the chaos, cause again, I gotta, I gotta add break. So that gives me more time to think things out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, wait a minute, no, they are still acting this out and therefore they must be trying. If it's not, if Alice is in on the theatrics, then it has to be Poppy. Like literally, this is all playing out in real time as they continue to go through like their whole show and then Poppy confesses. So 
that was very interesting. Um, I did appreciate, so again, like I said, I guess if you want to be like, oh, her, her motive was to create another best, best listened to podcast, which is like a weak motive to me, whatever. But I did appreciate like, again, being able to learn more about the people in Arcadia, Arcadia. So, uh, Lester, who is the, um, doorman like we got to learn more about him um I think the episode what was that episode called the last day of bunny Folger. I thought that was a really interesting episode because not only did we get to learn more about bunny who was a character who we really didn't know a lot about coming into season two like we saw her in season one she seemed like an asshole in season one but we didn't really know much more outside of that about her and then we got the last day of bunny Folger, and we got to see learn more about her see that she actually cared about people um and like she was making plans for like a life after Arcadia and it made you like sympathetic to her which I think is that was a really great episode to like make you feel for a character who you didn't originally feel anything for because you didn't know who she was um but that episode also was great because it helped us shed light on some of the um other characters in Arcadia and um, one of them being what was her name I was about to call her Lucy but Lucy was the young girl the girl who ends up replacing Bunny or who Bunny was grooming to replace her oh my gosh I can't remember what her name is but she's been pregnant since season one <laughs> And she finally, um, she finally had the baby this season. And even that, uh, that, uh, scene between her and Lester when like the power went out and he came up and like, they had that talk about, cause she was like trying to do this whole thing where she wants to put some huge, like monstrosity on top of the building. Um, and even that scene of them talking and her like getting to know him more in that way and she was like oh you will always have a job here and she like even promoted him I don't know I like that <laughs> why can I find her name oh my gosh I cannot find her name why do I want to say her name was Nina I think her name was Nina yeah maybe but I could be wrong um so there was that that I appreciated. We also, who else did we get to know more about? We also got to know more about Howard, even though we didn't know a lot about Howard because the whole like cat thing last season. But like we got to see him like get a little love interest towards the end of that, which was cute to watch. Um, Teddy, we find out that freaking... Oliver's son is not his son, which was like, oh my gosh, why did, did we really need, need that as a storyline? I kind of felt bad. Um, and then when they were like, when they were dragging out the, um, what is it? When they were dragging out the paternity test results and was just like, okay, uh, is he or isn't he, um, is, is he or isn't he his dad? And then 
we see him lie and tell him like, oh, I am your dad, but like uh, Will, that's his son's name, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> we see him lie and tell Will that he is his dad, but then we find out like, oh no, he's actually not um, his dad, which like made sense because he said that when he did something with his with his son, it showed that he had Greek, uh, Greek hair, Greek um, in their blood or something like that, which is why Oliver went to take the paternity test. I was like, that's a weird thing to throw out here, and that also like sucks. The layers of betrayal in that <laughs> in that whole thing is just mind boggling. There's no way that stuff happens in real life. Like literally, happens in real life. Um, who else did I want to talk about? Uh, Theo, which we did get that moment between him and Mabel where she essentially was like, still kind of like, oh, don't really want to be around him. A little bit kind of scared of him because like he has been now, I don't think he's been convicted, but he's going through like the trial and all that for or preparing for the trial I honestly can't remember for everything that happened like in her past with her friend but they had that moment where they had to like put their differences aside and he actually ended up helping her and she, I, I feel like she also got to like learn more about him in a way that I don't think she would have been had they not had to have those scenes together or he hadn't had to step in and help her and it also like helped humanize him for her in a way, um, based off the conversation that they had. Um, what else? Who else am I missing? I feel like I'm missing people. I don't think I did. Oh, we got to see Mark Consuelos as Mabel's dad, which was interesting. We got more backstory on her. We found out that her dad actually passed from cancer and she didn't really know it until he died or know that he was sick until he died um so there's like some animosity there that she had again or against her father which kind of played into who she is as an adult we also got our um only murders podcast fans back which they always bring some humor but i thought marv like he had his own um shiny moment and we got to see um a little more from him like Still not as dimensional, still very like one note, but um, we still got some more from him. And he even got the narrated episode. Um, and then Lucy, that's the one, that's the one I'm forgetting. So this is, she was referenced in season one, but we never really, we didn't, I don't wanna say never really, we didn't meet her until season two. I thought she was an interesting addition to this um, season because she, kind of we saw Mabel as like kind of like a daughter figure for Charles but like we actually got to meet like the actual person who was and who still is a daughter figure for him and then also see like how she ties in to his life she kind of brings that the perspective from his previous relationship that we did not get any insight into um and then also we know that she was hiding out in between can you imagine living in a building where people can literally walk in between the walls and like can peer in or listen into what is going on in your apartment i just read a book i think it was called the paris apartments where it had a similar thing where 
in the building, like you could get in between the walls, you could travel to different apartments. Like that's just insane to me. <laughs> but she was hiding out in between the walls and she um, heard the freaking uh, murderer escape. And one of the things that helped them even more so be able to pinpoint the murder on Poppy was that when the person was escaping, Lucy heard them sneezing, meaning that they were allergic to Bunny's um, bird. And so when they were at the Killer Reveal party, <laughs> um, Poppy started sneezing and that was one of the things that Maple called out. So yeah, it was a very interesting season. We ended, we did a time jump a year later, which I'm never, I'm never actually, I'm never upset with a time jump if it's done right. And I think this needed a time jump because two, we already had two literally back to back murders and we no time really progressed between it all. So in this is a, a year later, um, we know that Oliver is back in on Broadway or I think he's off Broadway. This is an off Broadway show. If I remember the phone call he got. Um, but he's back doing his directing thing, which he loves. He's preparing for, it's the first or the opening night of his show. And this is when we see Paul Rudd, who's playing, um, Ben. I literally just wrote this last name because I spelled it wrong the first time. I thought it was Gilroy, but it's Glenroy. So Paul Rudd is playing Ben Glenroy. We also see that Charles is in this play, there seems to be some type of animosity between Charles and Ben, um, which we don't really have insight into because again, we did a time jump of a year. So assuming in season three, we would get more insight on like what happened between them. Um, but when he's going, it takes a while to get him out of the room or for Oliver to get him out the room. And then that's when he makes a comment about like, well, you need to make sure he, referring to Charles, what you find out, before the curtain opens because we see Charles walk out on the stage and they have like a conversation he's like well break a leg but then he says that that means um bad luck which is like not a good setup for Charles in season three but um, that's bad luck in theater speak and then we saw when Ben first walks on the stage like he's coughing it's all this like fog or whatever from the fog machine and he's coughing so I'm like why does he keep coughing like something I'm like oh he's gonna have like a allergic reaction or something that's what I'm thinking in my head because for some reason in my mind I forgot that this had already been renewed for season three and I remember reading um an article uh with Steve Martin where he was talking about like after only only murders like this was probably going to be his last thing that he does acting wise because it's a lot um and so in my brain I'm like oh this is the last season <laughs> why would we end on a murder but like as soon as he started like he stopped it started coughing at uh, like once the curtains opened and he started his mind it's like oh no he's about to die <laughs> and so he literally collapses and he's bleeding from the mouth and so I'm assuming whatever killed him was in the fog, which is weird if it was in the fog because then why I didn't know, why wasn't anyone else like affected by it? But it also could have been in something else that we just haven't seen. Like could have been something in his dressing room um, that he drank or that he ate or like that was rubbed on his skin because you know you can get poisoned that way as well. Um, but I'm assuming it's something that he had to have put in his mouth or near his mouth because he started bleeding from the mouth, meaning that it did something to him internally. 
I don't know, but it's not a good setup for Charles because clearly there's animosity between those two, which again, we don't really know what that is. Also, the thing that he said to him on stage before the curtains open, I'm sure someone overheard that. So like, he's probably gonna be prime suspect number one. Um, but yeah, we don't know what Paul Rudd's um, status is gonna be for season three. Like, is he gonna be a series regular or is he gonna be a recurring? uh character we don't know but i'm assuming like we're going to have to see a lot of him because we're going to need to get like the the backstory on what the deal is with the show um so i'm assuming there's going to be a lot of flashback <laughs> scenes um and it also opens up for a lot of new characters because now we're outside of arcadia this is the murder that's taking place somewhere else where the trio happens to all be um, so that will also be interesting, but yeah, we are getting to season three. Not sure when exactly we're going to get it, um, but it could be fairly quickly because we got season one last year, um, around this time. So like August, I believe is when it started. And then this year, season two started in June. So who knows? It could be a very quick turnaround. It's a very... It seems to be a show that they can get do fairly quickly and get like it into post production, all that. So I don't know, but what I want to see from season three are all the things that I already said. Um, I'm assuming we should see in season three. Also, should season three be the final season? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's like how many. There's only so many times the same trio of people can end up in a place where a murder has happened. While I love the show I think it's a funny show the chemistry between um Steve Martin Martin Short and Selena Gomez works really really well they have some comedic moments um and it's good storytelling for the most part I think after a while it's gonna have they're gonna have to be like okay but where else can we take this how do we not make this stagnant I mean I think season three is gonna be a huge testament of to what they can do but I also think season three should be the final season you all know i love closure i love like a good arc of things i talked about this for lock and key um i've talked about this for um oh my gosh what was something else that just happened 13 reasons why i was another one like i think that there needs to be a beginning and an end and it's okay to have a short run of a series like things don't need to run for five six seven eight nine 20 like 10 plus seasons like we don't need that um so yeah, that's my two cents. That's all I have to say. I want to know what you all thought about season two of Only Murders in the Building. Let me know all the things and I will talk to you in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybusy on Instagram and at currentbusy on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.